Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Hey, 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 how's everybody doing? Hey, hey. good, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm good. So uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the Influence Factory. Hey, Kate, how you doing? Hey, good. <laughs> My computer was still in Tuesday. That's all. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy stuff, crazy stuff. All right. Well, just want to welcome everybody to today's program. Um, this is another episode of the Influence Factory. So, episode uh, number, episode number forty. 40, the big four. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. This one's 39. Next one's 40. Okay, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's that new math. It's that new week. math. I'm in yesterday. Yeah. I Well, I'm a forward thinker. So, <laughs> making forward progress there, buddy. All right, cool. Uh, so, uh, Kate, with uh, people in, uh, that do want to join us on the uh, interwebs on social media, where's the best place to uh, check it out? Yeah, so we'll be live tweeting this whole program. Shout out to Nia in the office doing that. Follow us at Get Social Jack. Also, we're on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn at Social Jack. So make sure you hit us up wherever you are. We're there. So if, just so if you know, if you ever see me doing this, whoever's on the other end cannot absolutely understand a single thing I'm sending. So I do not type that fast. Also, um, <laughs> for those of you coming to our event on the 25th, yeah. uh, make sure to, uh, if you use Snapchat, make sure to use our Snapchat filter. So it'll yeah. be uh, all along the block of uh, on the, for the Civic Opera House. So. That's crazy. And we are completely sold out. So if you think you're registered and you haven't gotten a confirmation, you need to contact us immediately because we are pretty much oversold. So uh, always a good thing to be oversold way in advance of a workshop. So we do want to appreciate everybody that's coming out to see us. And uh, don't forget uh, to fill out the waiting list. Uh, if it takes you, it should take you to a waiting list. Uh, just fill that out and you guys will be uh, on the waiting list. So super cool. So a hearty welcome from all of us here in Chicago. Uh, and uh, just a, a friendly reminder to turn off uh, some of the distractions that you have. Uh, not necessarily turn off the cell phone, but maybe flip it over unless we reference it. And the idea here is that we want you to walk away you know, our mission and vision for you is to walk away and really uh, be able to increase your influence uh, one step at a time. And in this show, we always introduce uh, news and lessons and everybody's on a different uh, part about this uh, journey. Uh, so uh, we really want to make sure that you have takeaways that you can implement immediately. We have a phenomenal guest today, one of the top storytellers on LinkedIn. It's a special treat that, that when we bring him on, you'll be able to ask questions directly. And uh, it's, it's just going to be super cool. So we want to make sure you take advantage of this. So please take notes and um, uh, keep rocking and rolling with us here. Now, remember, we are on technology and technology can fail. So when that happens, um, we always ask that you uh, uh, click on computer audio if the Wi-Fi's go in, in and out. Is that pretty good, Kate? That was my imitation. Uh, so you just click on phone call. A number pops up with access code. Uh, also remember, um, you can engage with us. And in, when you engage with us, you win, whether it's on social media or in the chat. So, um, so one of the things is uh, we talked about, uh, I think, Halloween costumes last week. So this week, it's like 
when uh, you remember trick-or-treating or you go somewhere and people have the candy sitting out, what is your absolute favorite Halloween candy? So that's this week's question. Type that into the questions area. And uh, remember, the more you engage with us, the more you win. So, Kate, what's that absolute <laughs> must? Because I, I think I know, but I'm going to let you go. Oh, it's just so funny. Like, if you know me, well, you guys know me, but for those listening, I am a candy fiend. I always have candy on my desk, like this thing of Starburst right here. Um, always have candy, but my favorite pretty much of all time is Kit Kats. That's, that's my jam. Funny. Halloween or other time, I love Kit Kats. You and Jenny will get along. She typed in Kit Kat, too. So, yes. Jackson, Jackson, so we have... Uh, so we have, uh, let's see, Shirley's with ki Chocolate Kisses, Rick is Butterfingers, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Nancy Reed, you and I could get along. Well, we do get along really good, so that's probably why. Reese's Peanut Butter, Baby Ruth with Debbie. Uh, Snickers <laughs> stops the monster for Tracy and Hershey's Minis uh, from uh, Shirley. So, Jackson, what about you? One thing. I would probably say Butterfingers. Butterfingers are probably my favorite, at least for right now, or the Butterfinger cups that are out, but still Butterfingers. Patty, good to see you on today. And she picked Reese's too. We're going to have to have like a, a candy party. So there you go. So Kate, remind me at the workshop, we'll have some Halloween candy there. It's just that time of year. We're going to have to have some. Sounds place. good. I All love right. candy. So. <laughs> I, know, right? I just find some in our desk. So. Rick Rick Gosser's right there with you. Butterfinger, Butterfinger, Butterfinger. Oh, and Jim Catalano. J Jim, it's your favorite Halloween candy. What is it? Unless a yo 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 is a Halloween candy, I don't know. But mm -hmm. uh, always good to have you on. So, and good to see you last night at Tony P's event. That was yeah. a shocker. That was awesome. No. Oh, he likes chunkies. And then uh, yes. So, oh Len uh, Len's on with us too. Reese's peanut butter cups. Nice. And Jimmy Z likes a hundred thousand dollar bar. Uh, and uh, a hundred grand, hundred grand. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm showing my age. I'm showing my age. Uh, yes. And Patty works with a dental office. She goes, the dentists love when you eat butterfingers. So keep eating. <laughs> That's funny. Too funny. All right, people, don't, don't forget, Social Jack members log in. And remember, we have turned off the lock and key. So if you forgot your login or whatever, if you're a guest with us and you go to socialjack.com, you actually have access to several hundred classes as well as some downloads and some cool things that we use in our workshops. So we wanted to give you the opportunity to actually sample some of those things. So make sure if you're not a member, go to socialjack.com and look at the value of membership with all the, the videos and forms and worksheets and tools for your business to increase the influence for your brand and all the people in the brand, including yourself. Uh, so rocking and rolling here. Yep, we have all new forms in there. Oh, and discount codes. So uh, all the Social Jack people uh, that can hear our voice right now, the uh, October class is sold out. So uh, hopefully you got in. Uh, if you do want to get on the waiting list, uh, simply put your, uh, if you go to that page, socialjackinfluencer.com. Uh, you can just put yourself on the waiting list. Although I think uh, we might have opened one more table up this morning because we had another group begging to get in. I'm not positive about that. So Blockchain Summit is this Friday. Are you excited, Kate? Yeah, absolutely. Just announced a panel of all female blockchain experts. So. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Women leaders in blockchain. I know. Yep, I um, can't wait. So if you guys need... Um, if you guys need tickets to the blockchain event, this is like the uh, uh, the um, 
uh, let's see, it's Terry Savage is going to be there, Jackson. You're broadcasting her first thing in the morning. Uh, she's a television host that talks about money, 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 and stocks and all that cool stuff. Uh, she's going to be there, and they have an amazing panel. But if you look at the speakers at this, it is, like, totally phenomenal. So if you want to go and you want a free ticket to either the live stream or to the event, we have some backstage passes. Uh, and then you can come out and hang with us and network with us at the Union League Club here in Chicago. So if you want to be there, you know, just hit us up. We're here. All right. And then uh, super cool, uh, how to be a LinkedIn business influencer. It is, we are so excited and so blessed that we're sold out. And Rick mentioned an interesting thing here that uh, we need a bigger room, but however, we like to control the size of the class because we want everybody to leave there with connections and referrals and, and really have an opportunity to meet and go deeper um, uh, with those folks. Rick, the uh, Terry Savage event, uh, the blockchain event is this Friday, all day at the Union League Club here in Chicago. Okay, so we have some news, Jackson, huh? This is uh, some news on the, uh, let's get to our news. I'm gonna uh, bring up seven tips for going live on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And this is pretty near and dear to your heart because this is what you do all day. <clears throat> Yeah, this is. I, I, I love this. I was so happy that I found this and it was the number one recommended article for me. So it was cool. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, so seven tips for going live on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. I thought this was super cool because we always get uh, we run into people at events that are constantly like, yeah, I see you guys going live. I you know, I don't know how to do that. I could I don't think I could ever do that. And you can. Everyone can. It's so simple. I mean, it, it's we I mean, we've put out uh, uh, smartphone video tip sheets going live, things like that in our resource center at app.socialjack.com. But this also adds an extra element to people who are almost overthinking it. This, you know, it, it lays it out super simple how to start where, to, you know, where to start and, you know, how to get to that final, you know, going live moment. So. I, I'm going to talk about the first three, and then the others will be in the resource center at app.socialjack.com. So the first one is adding value. So this is really important. You want to add value to your audience. You're providing something that, you know, key takeaways, giving them uh, key takeaways, and you should know or at least have an idea of some of those key takeaways that the people will have after watching uh, your live video. So getting that in mind, what do you want them to take away from this? That helps you plan how to go about, you know, starting it, uh, planning out an outline, which brings me to my next one is plan as much as you can. You know, it says if you get nervous, planning is your best friend. So write out an outline like we do for our show. This is all my notes on uh, the news articles as well as the guests and everything. So planning as much as you can and outline. You don't necessarily need to script every single word. You can if you would like to. No, don't script. Do not have to. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, we definitely recommend an outline over a script because a script, you get stuck in those words. But outline, it gives you some freedom, feels more conversational. It's very, very cool. And then that brings me to my next uh the third point, tell a story. So telling a story, this is for people, uh, this is a good starting point if you get stuck trying to write an outline. So start with basics, go back to the basics of it. You know, start with a, your story, uh, telling a story that has a clear beginning, middle and end. Just like in high school when you had to write your, your paper and submit it and the teacher would go, 
make sure it has a clear beginning, middle, and end. And she would say that over and over uh, and over again. That's a long time ago for some of us, Jackson, high school. Can we go to college? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they they do that in college as well. But I'm saying, you know, I mean, throughout any any point in your life, a teacher's told you, make sure your story has a complete, uh, a clear beginning, middle, and end. So that's a really good starting point for planning as much as you can. Uh, Now on to our next article, how to use a... uh, hashtags for efficient marketing and this is super cool because we get also a lot of people going i just don't understand hashtag so um yeah this is such a cool thing considering that uh hashtags are becoming more and more widely used and it's i think ideal for people to understand how to use those so basically the you know the top three types of hashtags that you can have are common hashtags, ones that are widely used, trending on Twitter, and you want to jump in on the conversation, that is a that is the ideal time to use a common hashtag. Now, let's say you're doing, um, you want to make a hashtag for your brand, like we have, uh, um, what is it, hashtag influence factory, as well as, uh, I mean, we've had others along the way, but the, I mean, that's our biggest one is hashtag got influence. Hashtag got influence as well. That one's a a big one that we use. Uh, So that brand hashtags will help boost brand awareness by, you know, using it. Then people start to see it in your timeline and then people can go back and search for those hashtags. And that's why hashtags are so big nowadays, because people are using those as a key searching technique. So to search for content similar to one content that they uh, enjoy relevant content to them. Yeah, and we're going to have this, and for those of you that are going to be at the workshop, uh, we're going to have this uh, as part of your personal brand. So as Jackson's talking about this, don't just think about this for your business, but how about you? What do you represent? And 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 what hashtags do you know represent and, and start to tell that story about you? Kate and her team work on this every single mm-hmm. day, and then every week we actually explore you know, there, there's there's always a constant shift in hashtagging. So there's a little bit of art and science, but look at this article and always bring your questions in. So with that being said, Jackson, thank you so much for the news. I'm going to put a quick uh, polling question up here and Jackson will send out the links to that. And um, Kate, we can also post these links uh, on social, right? In terms of what we covered today uh, in the news. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Okay, so like, yeah, give me one more thing to do. Okay, there you go. Um, so here we go. So I did decide to put on, uh, put me on the waiting list for. So I'm going to launch this real quick, and then uh, I'm going to uh, invite Kate to uh, uh, just on this. In terms of our quick uh, storytelling lesson for today, one of the things I want you to think about for your quick lesson, and then we're going to bring our guest on, is the fact that with story telling your story the one thing or the one tragedy that happens with people is that they basically tell their story in one good place. So most people are great in person. Uh, A lot of people are good inside, uh, you know, inside maybe their LinkedIn summary when they come to one of our workshops. But one of the things we want to encourage you is to make sure you don't forget to Google yourself and your story is everywhere. So please make your story consistent, especially if you have public profiles. Um, so there you go. So really uh, get on that rocking and rolling thing with making sure that you tell your story, but tell it consistently across the interwebs. Kate, how do you, you agree with that, right? 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. There's there's nothing worse than when you go to somebody's LinkedIn and their Facebook and their Instagram and it's all different, right? So you got to make it consistent. You got to be the same person in all those places because, you know, it helps it helps validate who you are, helps make you trustful. Uh, we have a special guest coming up right now. We have uh, Quentin alums, uh, and he has made quite a name for himself, hasn't he? He's uh, he's he's done TED Talks. He's, uh, Kate, what did you say? He, I know he's uh, he's one of the top uh, LinkedIn storytellers, right? Uh, Absolutely. There's a couple of cool facts. And then he's got some personal side to him where he was a singer and songwriter for five years. Uh, before taking off on LinkedIn, he shot over 500 videos on other platforms. Uh, this is why I feel like we're kindred spirits, Quentin. Um, and then also he's known for video content, but he's predominantly a writer. Isn't that funny how you started off there? Uh, and then uh, collegiate track athlete, so he can run after people that owe him money. That was my thing. I slotted in there. And this... PBJ with a slice of cheese in the middle is heavenly. Don't knock it till yeah. you try it. So we started talking. Who likes PBJs that's on with us today? I just want to see you guys chime in. So a lot of times that's our go-to. So, so what I have to ask you about this is does it matter what cheese? I really like Swiss cheese, but I also like cheddar sometimes. Mm. Does it matter? It does matter, and it depends how you make it. So if you <laughs> toast it, then cheddar will work because then the, the peanut butter melts a little bit, oh. but otherwise American. I don't know why, but American PB and J. Yeah. Yeah. See that our our PBJ lovers are chiming in. They're saying they're gonna try it. So everybody <laughs> so because of you, the you know, the stock of PBJs and oh, and Leonard <laughs> says, um, put a banana and some bacon on there too. So now I think he's going yeah, that's, that's like a yeah. club sandwich, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. This will be the interview where you talk more about PBJs than anything else. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm totally fine with that, man. Oh, no. Jim put in here PBJ with bologna. Everybody's secret recipes oh, are coming out ew. now. <laughs> Kate. <laughs> he didn't say liverwurst. He said I just want to verify, though. This is a cold sandwich. This is a cold PBJ with cheese. I don't know. So it depends. Okay. Typically, okay. yes. But if you, you can toast it, and then it'll be good. Uh, but cold, cold is best. Okay, I'm thinking. Like, have you ever had like a burger? Yeah, with a peanut burger butter. With, like peanut butter on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. like essentially the same thing. It just yeah, but that's so like better. burger, and this <laughs> we're is doing like lunch jet. and learn. We're doing lunch and learn right now for most people in the U.S. <laughs> so it's funny that uh, that you know everybody's now going to run out and do a PBJ of some sorts right after the program, or maybe they're doing it right now. Good, good. Too funny. Um, so, and then not talking about PBJ with cheese, but another thing Quentin is known for, which uh, one of the things that drew me to him as we talk about personal branding with our clients is this big black hat. And I was, I was so happy that you wore it because um, that's kind of become <laughs> what you're known for on LinkedIn and with your Just Q LinkedIn series. So I'm interested to know just out of the bat, where did the hat come from and how did that kind of become your thing? Yeah, so I studied sociology in school, so just people and how they interacted um, with one another in different groups. Um, so I've always been obsessed with like that psychology and how people how people view me, how people view other people. Um, I've just always been really, really weird and really quirky. I used to play video games and like I'd always wear like a hat like this and like a cape or something like that. So I've always <laughs> just been that weird guy. Um, this brand anchor did not come in until like maybe 
maybe February of this year. So I haven't been wearing it all that long. Um, but I tested different brand anchors along with that. So I used to like mention Batman all the time. I have the Vulcan salute that I'm known for, the black heart. I always wear, typically I always wear black. Um, the black hat was just something that was like, okay, I miss it. I brand myself as a misfit. How can I tell that to people yeah. without actually telling that to people? So I was already standing out on LinkedIn like a sore thumb, but the hat, now I stand out on LinkedIn. Um, but this and is the hat you had already memorable. in your closet or you went no, and bought No, no. So I was, I was like struggling tremendously. Um, literally when I jumped on LinkedIn, that's when I took off and my business started taking off. This was one of the first purchases that I made that was really just investing in myself. It was like 50 bucks, but like it was, it's meaningful for me. And, and not a lot of people know that actually, but one of the first purchases. There you go. There you go. Cool stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. And um, so you, uh, I was I was fascinated because I've I I think I have over a thousand videos. I'm slightly older than you though, but uh, I have a lot of videos. But what was interesting is how you mentioned 500 videos on other platforms because I think as as we were all discovering video and the internet and where to put them and how they used and whether it was tied to SEO or our brand. You know, it was one of those things where we were working hard to determine where do we put them? So, so where else, where did you start putting videos? Yeah, so I initially started on, well, I was a musician one. So I started on YouTube, um, took a long time off, and then I restarted on YouTube and I just started talking about my life and what I was going through and what it was like building um, my first company and then later my second company. Then I moved to Instagram, then I moved to Snapchat. Um, I moved to a platform called AskWhale, which probably oh. never heard of, but essentially it was a, a Q&A platform that gave you access to the top influencers. And I kind of took off there, but then the app, the app died. Right. So, uh, back to square one, and then I moved back to Instagram, Facebook, and then finally, like LinkedIn came out um, with the video feature. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I can do this. There's all this activity going on. People are telling their stories. Um, and then they released video, and I, I knew that I could do it best and I wanted to do it best so I jumped on LinkedIn but I started on YouTube. Yeah, no MySpace, yeah. huh? No, no. Come on, that was a lot of musicians were on MySpace. That's how they got their playlist up. MySpace was MySpace was like, man, like I, I used it but I, I was like in like third grade man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm dating myself. Awesome. <laughs> Well, and I will say too, there, like you said, there are a lot of people doing LinkedIn videos right now. I'm sure you cannot scroll through your feed without seeing three or four. Um, but I think what people really resonated with your videos and what made them different is how vulnerable they are. You talk about, you know, just maybe it's just like also when you wear all black, but you talk about like the most vulnerable parts of your life. And I think that's what people really resonate with. So maybe it's kind of because you were in a low spot when you started or can you speak yeah. a little bit on that yeah um <clears throat> i was i think i started the first video i made was hey guys um this is who i am i'm just this young kid um i'm super super terrified to make this video but i'm going to do it anyway there's not much value in that but within that i was able to connect with a lot of people that hadn't jumped yet because linkedin was just starting out and literally maybe there was like 10 creators that were creating on the platform so i started with that initial vulnerability um, but from there i knew that no one was going to listen to a 23 year old kid at the time um talking like giving tips on marketing and tips on personal branding and tips on entrepreneurship because i hadn't done those things yet so in order to get clients 
I needed to brand myself very, very well. And to do that, all I had to do was tell stories. So a lot of those stories were just vulnerable stories of what I was going through as an intern or what I went through, what I was going through at that time as a first time entrepreneur. Um, that vulnerability allowed me to connect. Um, I, I don't want to be known as motivational. I don't want to be known as, as those things, but it was how I got my launch pad. And now I am getting more into the tips and things like that, but I'm, I'm in this process of rebranding and doing, doing all these different things, but it did stem from that vulnerability. And I think anybody, anybody, if you want to make that connection, you're going to have to be vulnerable in some way. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, so as you're saying that, I'm thinking about all the people that, that we know out there that have, um, you know, they have that part of being, you know, the fear. Of, we talked about this last week a little bit, the fear of coming out with your story and really being genuine and authentic. And then people have that fear like we do when we're kids that someone's going to make fun of us or we're going to look bad. So how do you coach people through that on your side as you're working with people? Yeah, the biggest thing. Um, when we look at these things and when we look at fear, like we have fear because like life or death, right? Like we need, back then we needed to survive. Okay, this, I need to take a step back so I don't die, right? Now, like the biggest thing is to acknowledge that that fear exists and that it's not a life or death situation. You posting a video on LinkedIn or on YouTube or wherever it is or putting yourself out there, going on stage, putting yourself out there, it's not a life or death situation. So the the first step is like, yo, like we're all afraid. Like I'm, I'm terrified, dude, like all the time. Posting videos, whether I'm up on stage, like that's not my comfort zone, um, but it's not a life or death situation. The more I do it, the better that I get at it. So one, it's showing people that it's normal. Two, like just accept it. And three, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get because that's how most of us are. Most of us are not comfortable in those in those situations. But the more you do it, the more the easier it's going to get. Yeah, that's yeah. practice um, makes perfect, right? Yeah, it's cliche, but I mean, it's it's really true. Like the first time you sit down to do anything, a social media post, a video. I mean, anything, it's it's nerve-wracking. So um, it's kind of interesting, and we're getting feedback also from the from the audience that you know what you're not about, but you kind of push through your fears to do it. So um, we respect yeah. you for that. Very cool. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. So, you know, obviously um, to get here, and we're getting a little bit of feedback on the sound a little bit, so I'm not sure if uh, that's coming from. Maybe my AirPods are dying. I can, I can take them. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. It's not like a, a charge set. But as we're, um, so real quick. I'm gonna, can we pause for like one yeah, second? Go ahead. I'm just gonna yeah. So Kate, I was always thinking like in our class when we talk about storytelling and things like that, that, oh yeah, that sound went away. Um, is that, uh, you know, it's interesting how uh, people just are, um, you know, they they just don't know what are the, what the best pieces are about themselves. So a lot mm -hmm. of times, when we're working with people, we're like, you know, have that conversation out with people. And when people have a reaction to go, wow, that's cool. I never knew that about you. Then then you have things to bite into. So Quentin, I'm sure you you hear about that all the time. It's almost like I do that social read and and you, you don't have to like test it on social media. You could just test it with a friend or somebody that, that you know is you know going to be honest with you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that, that's a beautiful thing about creating content because you do get that feedback. You are helping people, of course, but you get that feedback. Hey, you say, I'm a lot. Let's stick right. that. Or, hey, I really, really love that part of your story. That helped me get through this 
period of my life as an entrepreneur and you get that feedback. Um, okay. Did you ask me a specific question? I was flipping. So I no, no, I was just laughing when you just said that because there was um, for a while, everybody was saying right a lot. Do you remember that? It was like, everybody's going right. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, and so I didn't even realize I picked up on, you know, the thing where all of a sudden I like caught that cold, the right cold. And, and I'm, you know, and some guy goes, can you stop saying the word right? Like right in one of my webcasts. And I'm like, I didn't even know I was. So it's funny. Like, but I appreciate that. It's like, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I didn't want to get <laughs> But I'm like, uh, you know, so I think I got rid of it. I don't know. Maybe Katie yeah. can tell me. <laughs> well, yeah, you still do it. Putting yourself out there, you, you, you hear back, you hear the feedback, so. Yeah. Now, um, now you're not, now, you know, this isn't all, you know, uh, glory days, as you and I were talking about earlier, you know, a lot of times we have to fail before we can succeed. And we've all heard that a thousand times. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about how you punched through or what happened in the beginning that, that really said, you know, man, I, you know, this, it just, you know, maybe had a few failures along the way. Can you share some things that you learned from in that? Yeah. Um, so when I first jumped into, into entrepreneurship, I saved a bunch of money up, um, had just quit my full-time job, jumped in and then like my girlfriend left me, my car was totaled. My dog got hit by a car. I got sick. I hurt my back. Wait, you didn't say you were. You didn't say you were a country singer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I mean, basically, I have a super booty guy. So. <laughs> but basically, everything that you hear in a country song happened to me. Um, but ran out of like all funds, and like my life just went to crap. Um, in terms of like getting through that, and some of the things that I did learn, though, like my team fell apart apart multiple multiple times and I learned what kind of leader I was and what I was really really good at and what I shouldn't be doing I was coding and I was building and, and trying to do all these different things um, that is not my skill set I'm really good at bringing people together and I'm really good at pulling those strengths out and I'm really good at communicating and that's what I need to be doing and I need to build a team around me that can execute on those things and that can help build the business and get us to our goals. That's something that I learned in that. Um, another thing is that I'm a good storyteller and I am able to connect to people and I didn't really realize that because I've always been that quiet person. Um, but through that failure, I was talking about my story and I was saying, okay, I helped all these different people and ultimately me doing that, I didn't know it was going to help me at the time, but me telling my story for those 500, 600 days, that perfectly set me up for what I'm doing now. And now people right. fly me out all over the world to speak, fly me out all over the world who can to work with people and if I did not do that that wouldn't have happened and literally throughout those 500 days I was just talking about how bad my life sucked and what I was going to do to make it better that's it <laughs> and I didn't I had no idea it was going to get better but it, it did yeah well it did and obviously now you're one of LinkedIn's top storytellers um t huge following people I see people come out of the woodworks to comment on your stuff I mean it's just become such a community on your LinkedIn people engaging people you know resonating with your story and sharing their own um, and you actually had the opportunity to serve on the first ever LinkedIn panel at video VidCon um, the, the big video conference this past year which I think is amazing you know we're a company that deals so highly with LinkedIn and it's it's been this the video has just been a huge movement on there and this was like a really big deal would you like to tell us a little about this 
Yeah, so VidCon was huge. There's a lot of amazing influencers there. Um, like Casey Neistat spoke there. I'm not sure if Peter McKinnon was there, but a lot of amazing people um, just all over. Nobody about LinkedIn. Though. Like I would talk to these guys and they're like, right. hi, why are you on LinkedIn? Why are you creating content on LinkedIn? Um, and we were really able to show people like what's happening. Like I get made fun of all the time because I'm an influencer on LinkedIn. Like we have Instagram, we have YouTube, we have Facebook and all these cool platforms. And then there's then there's LinkedIn. But if you think about it, like there's, there's money on LinkedIn and there's all access to all these C-suites and CEOs, CEOs, everybody that's making the decision. And we were able to show that to these people. And since then, we've seen this influx of creators hop on the platform. So VidCon was awesome. I just think there needs to be more of that. We need to keep pushing, keep getting the word out there. Um, but LinkedIn creators need to be proud of the fact that they are creating content on LinkedIn. But VidCon was the first step for that. That's interesting. You know, um, so like for our, you heard us talk about our uh, influencer development workshop we're having next week. Um, so we have, and we'll get a wide range of folks. We have a lot of business, uh, B2B business folks in our audience, but we actually have people coming in from LA. There's uh, an actor coming in from like All My Children, which is a soap, you know, on TV uh, and some uh, other entertainer people. And like, to your point, they have a hundred thousand people on their plus on their Instagram uh, because of their personality or being an actor or whatever, or an actress. But when it comes to business, they, they, it's almost like they don't know what to do. They don't know how to make that jump. So do you have any words of advice or anything out there for like when people have this thing going on over here about who they are and it's time to make that transition or shift? Cause you pretty much had a couple of big transitions in your life. So, you know, you have a few words yeah. of wisdom on that <coughs> shift or, yeah, the biggest the biggest mistake I see, whether it's like in the creative space or business space, is that people like lock themselves into one thing. Um, so at myself, right, I was a musician, and then I was a college athlete, and then I was a marketer, and then I was an entrepreneur in the tech space, and then I was an entrepreneur in the personal branding space, and now I have my own company in this different space. That's a lot of transitions, and a lot of people lock themselves into one. I'm a musician. They build the personal brand around that versus building their personal brand around their story. The thing that went well with me is that I've always told my story within those transitions, and, but there's this overarching narrative. Um, so for that, I would say focus on telling your story, being open, being vulnerable, and build an actual community. So we have a Facebook community. It's called House of Misfits, and it's just a bunch of weird, quirky, awesome entrepreneurs and creatives and people um, that we communicate with on a regular basis. And we drive traffic through that community. But again, I told my story and I haven't locked myself into one thing. Um, and then I have that, that physical community that will always back me because they believe in that, that story that I'm telling. They don't believe yeah. in the business. They love my business, but right. it's because of my story. You don't lock yourself into that one thing. And again, like a big, big mistake that I see in terms of just like influencers that have this big community, that have this big following, they don't ask for things. Like that's that's so yes. like you don't you don't need a hundred thousand followers to get anything. You don't need a hundred thousand followers on Instagram to monetize Instagram. You just need like a thousand. Like seriously, you just need like a thousand. But you need to ask. Like my business partner, who probably you heard screaming because he probably just closed a deal or something like that. Um, he has a thousand and five hundred, I think, followers on Instagram. He's got a foodie account. He's already monetized it because he asked because he's business first. Hey, this is what I got. Here's a value that I can bring you. Let's partner. Let's do this. And more often than not, people want that and people are going to be okay, but you're never going to know if you don't ask. And that's just a huge, huge like issue that I see in the creative space one, because we're creators. 
were afraid to ask. But making money is good because you can do the things that you're wanting to do. Yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. Yeah, we have a process or one of the techniques or we call them power moves that we teach in social is called skagging. And it's about, you know, scanning for those optimal people in your network and then connecting. But the A is for asking and the G is for getting. So the, the challenge I always see or we see with uh, folks that come through our workshops is we get them to the ask, but they don't expect the get. You know, so so it's like, you know, it's like not only just ask people and, and that drives me crazy. It's like we tell people in their profile, their LinkedIn profile, tell people what you want. Tell them what yeah, you're looking yeah. for. You know, ask right in your LinkedIn profile, you know, just ask right in your summary. When people are reading your story, it's like, oh, and I want this, you know, and be yeah. be greedy and hungry for yourself. You deserve it. You be know? intentional. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and that's what LinkedIn's supposed to be used for. You know, it's it's a different kind of social network. It's not, I love how you said that people were making fun of you, but it's not Twitter. It's not Instagram. It's not Twitter where you leave them with a thought or ask them a question and walk away. We can have these long conversations. We can share our thoughts and our dreams and as it's intertwined with our careers and we can build communities, um, which is something that you've actually also done. I like how Misfits has kind of formed its own employee advocacy thing. Yeah. So you kind of came up and then you have a team underneath you. Um, one of the ones I follow that I see a lot of content from is Israel. And so, did I say that right, Israel? And so he, he posts video. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so he posts content with you and he's really also kind of encompassed this misfit brand, but then he has his own story to tell. So is this something that, did they join the movement and say, I want to do what you're doing? Or did you bring them up and kind of see the need yeah. to make them advocates for your brand? How did that conversation yeah. start? No, that's, that's an awesome question. So what I did before my company now is I was essentially going into other companies and teaching them that their employees are their greatest assets. So how can we use our employee story to drive traffic, to drive business for our company? Um, and I saw a lot, a lot, a lot of resistance in that. Like, yo, why would I, why would my employee have a bigger brand than me? Why would I allow them to do that when they can get a better job offer and leave us? And I, I, that just doesn't make any sense to me um, because we don't live in a day and age where people are going to be locked into a company for 20 years, most likely, like maybe here and there, like Gary Vaynerchuk is an amazing retention rate, but more than likely right. that's not going to happen. Um, so for me, that is very, very important. And like for our company, our greatest asset is our employees, because again, we're an influencer marketing and video marketing company. Brands pay us to tell stories. The more influencers I have on my team, the more that we can do. So we've got Izzy, who's at Foodie, and he's also creating content on LinkedIn. We've got Eric, who's amazing on YouTube, and he's built this amazing community on Twitch, but he's also crushing it on Instagram and Twitter. Literally, every time he tweets something, retweets something from my, my tweet explodes. And we've got Toxic <laughs> Legacy, um, who's one of the literally the top Milwaukee Instagrammer um, in in the city, like amazing, amazing people. And now everyone we bring on, if they're not an influencer, I want to invest in them because one, it does help us, but two, it helps them get to where they want to go. People are going to remember that. Yo, right. I remember that you helped me get here. I'm going to give it back. And it's not, let's help you so that you can help us. I genuinely, genuinely just want to help because one, that's the way the world should work. Right. It, it makes me happy. And I, we're, we're working right next to um, my, the second internship I ever got. I was with, I was with Accelity Marketing. Um, and I remember like looking in her eyes, she just hired me and I'm like, when I'm 28, I'm going to be where you are. And I, that wasn't like a slap in the face. I was just, I wanted to challenge myself and she said, I'm going to watch you. And now we're right next door to her. But she, she invested <laughs> in me and she helped me build my brand and helped me 
build my skills as a marketer, that's what I always want to do because people are going to remember that and it that makes me happy. Yeah, that's and it is our greatest cool. asset as a company too. So build a community, build our people, and then everything else comes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love and that. We've dealt we've dealt with pushback kind of like that too with some of our clients, and we kind of do the same thing. So that's some. interesting. Yeah, some. Um, <laughs> but no, it is true. It is true. It's the way you kind of like empower your team from within. And Dean does a really great job, not to brag, but with me. And as I get stuck in my day to day and posting social and helping all of our clients. And he's like, you know, step back and look at your own brand. And you should be posting this for yeah. you and putting yourself on the e-blast because you're coaching at this. And it's it's hard, you know, sometimes to think of yourself as an influencer and to keep cultivating. But, you know, when the when the algorithms change and people are, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, when they're punishing the companies for posting, they're not punishing, you know, Israel's posts. They're they're putting it to the forefront for the people that engage with him. So it is it's so important. Agreed. Agreed. More companies need to pay attention to it. That's the future. 100 yeah. percent. That's the future. Yeah. When, when do you think it's right? Uh, you know, as you're dealing with, you know, I'm sure you go in and you deal with business owners and then you have employees all the time. Um, at what point, you know, do you see within companies like what Kate was just talking about where, you know, you have uh, some of the senior management that, that you think needs to come to the forefront and really start telling the story and then getting the employees involved. Do you see, do you find that a lot of companies are afraid of that, you know, that they're afraid to make that happen. And, and, you know, what do you sometimes tell them to, to get them through that part? I do think they are afraid. I also think that they don't know and they don't understand. Um, one of the biggest things for me, we don't do that anymore uh, for the most part, but one of the biggest things for me is that I won't work with people that don't understand because I don't have the time to pitch, right? I yeah. don't have the time to convince you that this is going to work. I'm just going to go do it. Um, so in terms of coaching them through that, I, it's not something that I ever did. So I, I can't like speak to that because I don't have the, the case study or anything like that. But I do think that there is a fear because one, like what happens if this person leaves or what happens if this person brands passes mine. But something that I would say to those people are that it's it's free promotion, right? Everybody, everybody loves free promotion. The, the better that they do, the better that your company is going to do. If Nike hired me today, I'm not LeBron James, I'm not Giannis, but I do have that community and I could drive real traffic and I have that. Yeah. So allowing your employees to build their own brand, build their own thing is going to help you, even if in the long run they leave you because they're going to, they're going to remember that you invested in them and people yeah. invest in other people that invest in them. For sure. And I, yeah, I think that inherent fear is, um, is the number one thing. And I agree with you, which is why initially, uh, you know, over a decade ago, I started creating a ton of webinars because we were really good at lead generating and getting people to come to us. Um, but then there were so many people that didn't know is I, I was running out of patience or tolerance and saying, you really need to do this and them not believing it. You know, and so yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to create so much education that that when you guys are ready, we're going to be here to serve you. And then we'll do these workshops. And then, you know, it, it, people tend to rise from that at some point and realize that, oh, my gosh, my competitors are doing this or I'm going to get knocked yeah. out of the marketplace. I have to I have to get with it, you know. Agreed. hundred percent. So you do your thing, you kill it. They come around eventually. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Make sure you guys are getting your questions in right now. This is your chance to ask a real life LinkedIn influencer anything you want, plus win prizes. So um, yeah. make sure you get those questions in so it's not just us. Yeah. So what uh, what tools do you use as part of, you know, the you know, the not just in the video part, but maybe in social media, too. So what tools are you favoring out there and that you see are helpful? Yeah, um, I am super. <clears throat> I am like against like scheduling, but that's just the nature of like our business. I totally get it for certain business owners. Um, when I was, I was using Buffer just because it's super, super quick and not just like let's schedule a social media post, let's go. In terms of LinkedIn, I would not recommend that though, just because it says, okay, this video was posted by Buffer and I think it's hosted by them. Um, but in terms of other platforms, Buffer was the one that I used. I'm using Adobe Premiere to edit. Um, YouTube, that's how I get my subtitles. So essentially, I take my video, I'll upload it there, and then it auto generates that SRT, and then you could just download it and then re upload it to, um, to LinkedIn. And I think Facebook does the same thing. Um, there's not a lot of tools that I use now just because I do have a team. So my team does everything for me, but Adobe Premiere is what I use for videos, YouTube is what I use for subtitles, and then Buffer is what I was using for um, scheduling. Um, I like Slack in terms of communication just because we do travel a lot. That's what my team is using. Um, I tried out Trello. I tried out Discord. There's a lot that we've tried out, but essentially we've only been like a company for five months. So there's a lot of experimenting, <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of growth. And we're about to, oh yeah, we're about to double in size and we're set to triple in size um, by the beginning of 2019. So a lot of growth, just things that I'm trying to figure out now, but I don't use a lot of tools. I just have a really good team. Yeah. Google Calendar. I know you post all of your stuff for the most part organically. You said, do you have any kind of goals on how often you post videos or do you just kind of do them ad hoc or is there any plan yeah. behind that? So initially there was no plan. I just like, let's go after that. I'm like, okay, I want to be there as much as possible. Let's post every single day. Um, after that, I got super busy and I was building this company. So I kind of slowed down. And now I'm at this point where I just want to flip everything that I've done upside down because I, when I say I was one of the first, I was one of the first. I was the first to start implementing B-roll and actually telling story, like literally telling a story, um, not only verbally, but also um, visually. Um, and I just want to flip everything upside down because I did innovate and I want to keep innovating. So I want to use LinkedIn more like Twitter, more, okay, this is what I'm going to, here's a thought. I don't, I don't care if it goes viral. Um, I just met this person, here's that thought. Okay, I'm also gonna tell these stories and it's also gonna be beautiful people. I'm also gonna like produce this thing, but I wanna just use it as much as I can because I wanna be there as much as I can because I know that I can stand out and I've already built that community. So right now, um, I'm probably posting um, every single day, sometimes twice a day. I probably will bump that up to three times a day, but that is me personally, and I would not recommend that for somebody starting out. Starting right. out, I would say do it every day. Um, and that's not just video, but do it every day so that you can build that habit. Everything we do is a habit, right? Like 98%, I don't know the percentage, but like 98% of what we do is a habit. So establish that initial habit and just post every day. That doesn't have to be video, nor should it be video. So I actually, I generate the most leads from articles, which is the least, the feature that's least focused on out of everybody else, but the most leads that I generate is from, from articles. Yeah, that's interesting. We have some questions coming in. Um, Shirley wants to know, I think we can maybe all guess, but what is your favorite social media platform? <laughs> it's actually not LinkedIn. What? Um, 
It, it actually is not. Um, I, I do. I, I'm grateful for LinkedIn. I love it. Um, it has a lot of work to do, and it has to embrace the creators on the platform before right. it becomes my favorite. Um, I, my favorite is actually Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, it's just so easy to pull out inspiration, so easy to say, um, this is what I want to do. And if I ever need to do research on anyone and they have a Pinterest, I know everything about that person right away. It's a super underutilized platform, but I can also drive traffic. Um, I'm not using it in the way that I want to yet, but hey, I just wrote this LinkedIn article, trap, trap. It's so, so, so easy as long as you do it right. Outside of that, probably Instagram, just because I like the younger demographic and I'm reaching a lot of the older and I want to help kids. Um, so Instagram, Pinterest, nice. and then LinkedIn, maybe, maybe third. And then YouTube right after that, but Pinterest. Interesting. What about um, Misfits? Len wants to know what size company do you work with? Like who's, who's Misfits demo or niche? Like who do you work with yeah. the best? So um, my company is Urban Misfits Ventures. Uh, we own IEEG, which essentially is a storytelling, it's a video and influencer marketing company. And then we also own MK Misfits, which is an events company. We host um, creative experiences for people. And the reason for that divide really is just trademark issues. Like somebody has Misfits, all of Misfits um, um, trademark for like all of advertising or something like that. So we have right. that divide. Um, in terms of specific niche, we actually don't have one. But our goal is, okay, let's create content. Whatever we want to create, however we want to create it, but let's help the companies reach their reach our community. So anybody that has that, that wants to reach our demographic. So typically it's millennials, um, but wants to reach our community. And that's it. And it's super broad, but we've been I don't want to niche down just because of the, the growth that we've had. And I know that we can help people so long as they want to reach our community. So there right. isn't necessarily a specific um, niche or specific target or specific demo because we work with people all over the world and companies all over the world at different sizes and different industries. Um, but those two sides of our businesses do work in tandem. So let's say we, we hook up with a professional sports team um, and we're doing all their content and then we're promoting them through our brands. We'll also bring our actual, like our Misfits community to games and we'll host events and we'll host Instagram meetups um, so they get that extra content. So they work in tandem, but there's no specific niche. Perfect. That's really cool. I like that a lot. I like how you've kind of separated because we do a lot of those things too, but you've kind of actually separated it out into three different brands. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, real quick, uh, well, there's one question in here, but we'll tell that off for the end is, uh, um, are there certain influencers that inspire you that, or that you follow uh, as part of getting your your new ideas from or fresh learns that you have? Yes, I I am like super strategic. I consume a lot. Um, YouTube, double speed, I'll watch podcasts over and over and over again. Um, in terms of specific people, um, one of my biggest influences is Jason Silva. If you know him, he's a future, sure. yeah, like could rant about anything. Like he's absolutely amazing. And the way that he connects his thoughts is just, so, so incredible to me. And that's someone that, not necessarily emulated, but somebody that I take huge, huge inspiration from because he's able to explain these complex ideas like singularity and like virtual reality, like the internet of things and, and take them and explain them to a, like a five-year-old, like to a five-year-old, but also <laughs> right. beautifully and poetically. So that's one of my biggest biggest influences in terms of influencers um, and then I, I read a lot and I like to take things that don't necessarily apply to my industry and apply them. Um, 
So like video games, like just conversations that I had, things that I'm seeing going on in sports. That's where a lot of our ideas content-wise um, and promotion-wise come from. So. Yeah, super cool, super cool. And what um, about trending? What do you think is next in the social media digital marketing world? Ah, uh, what is next? That's a dangerous question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, I hope to see more people, uh, more companies embrace the idea of employee advocacy, embrace that um, in terms of social media. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's okay. a dangerous question without me going on a rant. Um, I know, I know. I, I and, and, and as you were talking about just the whole gamification thing, I don't think we've even tapped into the potential of gamification and social that we should, because you know, I think people need that that release of not just uh, working hard to not be themselves, which most people do, uh, but it's more about being authentic. But what about playing too? I think people leave a lot of play out of it. Um, and when they do it, it's the wrong type of play. So I think there's there's something coming next that's going to help us down that path. Agreed, dude. Agreed, 100%. And I playing for sure, just because like when my content or any of our team's content, like Eric, another guy on our team, he used to come to me all the time. Hey, is this is this look cool? Can I post this? And his videos would like fluctuate. When he stopped coming to me and he just started playing, his numbers exploded. He's like top influencer already on LinkedIn, which is amazing. Um, in terms of what's next, though, I will say that whoever masters augmented reality, virtual reality, yes. mixed reality, whoever masters that, it, it's a wrap. Like it's it's it, there. It's <laughs> Oh man, uh -huh. so we're we're out of time already. Is that just like crazy or what? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save uh, this. I want you to think about this. People are like, if they want to get it, and I'm sure it's a real easy answer for you. But we're gonna save it till the end. In terms of people that want to hire you or check you out to hire you, you know, where's the best place to go? I know we have your uh, websites up here, your LinkedIn. Um, before we do that, though, let's jump in a question here. We'll bring Jackson back in and and get some of our winners. Uh, but let's say. Uh, if I want to grow my influence, these are some things that I'm interested in. Just click on the ones that most resonate with you. And then, uh, Kate, next week, um, uh, Quentin, do you know uh, Chris Rudolph from, uh, he was with uh, American Family uh, and had done a lot of things in Madison, and then now he's mm. branched out on his own. I'm familiar. I do not think I do, though. Yeah, okay, and so he's going to be on with us next week. So, Kate, that's that's funny. We talked about having him last year, and he's uh, finally on with us, huh? That's cool. Yeah, he made a huge <laughs> career change this year and kind of went out and started doing some stuff on his own. So that's really exciting, and I think he's going to update us on all the changes and all the things he's doing in social media. Keynote speaker, super nice guy, family man. We always connect with him at SMSS, and we can't wait to have him on. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So uh, Jackson, uh, while people are typing in this next question, I want everyone remember to take one thing that you heard Quentin talk about or heard something on this program that you're gonna put into place immediately. What are you gonna put into practice today? So please start typing that in now. And then Jackson, do we have a couple of winners today for Starbucks gift cards? Yeah, so we have uh, two winners, uh, Jim Catalano, who we saw last night at oh, uh, look at that. Tony P's networking event. It was a fun time. And then uh, Jenny Lung, Lung I, I'm sorry if I'm 
<laughs> butchering her name. <laughs> yeah. But either way, you want a Starbucks gift card, so. <laughs> Make sure they say your name right when they call out your drink. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. the main thing. And, uh, you know, so one of the rules we have on here, Quentin, is when people win their, uh, their Starbucks uh, gift card, is that they uh, share something that they learned that really inspired them and changed the way that they think about things with the person that they're with. So just like we want people to put things that you shared with us today, some people are saying that they're going to be updating their Pinterest because <laughs> they know you're looking yeah. at it. <laughs> uh, some people are going to be asking, you know, ask exclamation point, um, hashtagging and, and things like that that we talked about earlier. So um, you know, you think about this and, you know, it's the law of little things, you know, and, and if we're conscious and intentional about doing that and then sharing it with somebody else, it reinforces the fact that we're not just doing it for ourselves, but we're being thought leaders in our world. And that's what yeah. we want to thank you for of inspiring us that, you know, you're one of our thought leaders and we appreciate having you on and really getting to that point where, we know that you're authentic and you've been vulnerable and those are some of the keys i believe to true success out there and telling your story so i just want to thank you personally about sharing your story on here and being part of us today and everybody just loved everything that you had to say so oh, i appreciate it man thank you guys thank all of you for, for having me on yeah, i'm gonna go buy a big black hat <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i have my tapestry this is this is my personal brand yeah, like that. i was gonna say something but <laughs> thank you when she flies <laughs> around and, and saves social media accounts she uses it as a cake yeah too. as a cake <laughs> <laughs> there you go so uh where's the best place to get in touch with you quentin so tell us uh you know people want to connect with you uh, best place on social and then also websites yeah, um, I believe the website is down there. That's going to be nkmissus.com, I believe. You should probably know that. Um, otherwise, LinkedIn, you can find me there or anywhere else at tag just Q. Um, and then I will, I'll get back to you. And I think YouTube might be just Q or something like that. But anywhere, literally anywhere you find me, I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah, for sure, man. So yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure to put those links to all his social media and his website in the resource center at app.socialjack.com. So make sure to check that out after uh, we conclude here today. So nice, great stuff. All right. Well, with that say, with that being said, so we will see everybody generating more influence for themselves and the people around them. And make sure that you share what you learned with uh, with somebody that you care about and making sure that you inspire and drive their, their influence too. So thanks to uh, Quentin for joining us and thank you to everybody out there for being part of our community. And we will see you all online. Take care folks. Bye y'all.